0: Amino acids and proteins, module number eight, the four levels of protein structure. The modules begin uh, with the discussion of amyloids, which are simply clumps of misfolded proteins that upon buildup interfere with proteins, with other proteins, as well as other structures such as neurons Uh, and amyloid frequency increases with age. The first organization of protein structure is primary. And this is very simple. It's just a linear sequence of amino acids that are held together by peptide bonds. Very easy, just a straight line. Secondary structure is backbone or localized or even more further refined, near interactions um, via hydrogen bonds. And this is specifically how the linear sequence of amino acids from the primary structure, how that primary structure folds on itself. So this is where the first level of folding is exhibited. Now um, the secondary structure forms uh, either alpha helices or beta sheets. Uh, and think about the motifs and patterns, and actually have to review that. Um, alpha helices are very simple. You basically take the linear sequence of amino acids and fold it as you uh, into the shape of think of a spiral-bound notebook. The metal binding of a notebook that is an alpha helix. The second uh, form that uh, secondary protein structures take is the beta sheet, and this actually has two configurations parallel and anti-parallel before i go into those let me let me explain what the beta sheet itself looks like because that actually makes explaining this really easily beta sheet is just take one amino acid draw it out the ncc backbone and everything and then draw the second one directly underneath it ncc with all the carbons in between and then attach the ends and then all the c's from one amino acid to another so really draw like uh vertical lines attaching the amino acids between the molecule the atoms of the molecule. So that, that is the concept of a beta sheet. And uh, this is, again, stabilized by hydrogen bonds because this is nothing more than a secondary structure. And now that we know that beta sheet's what they look like, there can be either parallel beta sheets, which is where the N and C terminals line up with each other, the N terminals of one align with the N terminals of another, and the C aligns with the C. That's parallel, and then there can also be anti-parallel, which is where you just rotate the, one of the amino acids 180 degrees such that the N terminal of one interacts with the C terminal of another, and the C terminal of that other one interacts with the N terminal of the original one. The third order of protein folding or structure is tertiary structure, and this is just a higher order of folding. So this is folding upon folding, and this is specifically distant interactions. So take the same polypeptide and uh, groups on far sides, groups that are far away from each other, they interact. So there's another... That is exhibited. Uh, So, uh, distinguish that from secondary structure, which is nearby or localized interactions. That's why it's known as backbone interactions. Recall that secondary structure really is all about hydrogen bonds. Tertiary structure, you know, that it's about attractions between the R groups, but um, tertiary also involves hydrogen bonds. It also involves van der Waals interactions, which any form of bonding involves, so just that's easy to remember. What makes tertiary structure different is it also involves the formation of disulfide bridges as well as hydrophobic packing. Okay, hydrophobic packing is where the protein surface components essentially rearrange or reorient themselves to face nonpolar groups inward. The hydrophobic portions and polar or hydrophilic groups outward. This is simply think of the uh, hydrophilic head, hydrophobic tail. How the head points outwards. Think of think of the head drinks water and the tail points inwards away from the water. Um, So we already really know what hydrophobic packing is. The the um, plasma membrane is a perfect example of hydrophobic packing. Um, It's just just remember that hydrophobic packing occurs in the tertiary organization of protein structure. The disulfide bridge formation, we are familiar with from a previous module, and this is the interaction between thiol groups of cysteines. And again, it, it doesn't have to be cysteine, it's just anything uh, where sulfide, where sulfur is interacting and sulfide is forming the bond. Cysteine is just one because it contains sulfur. The fourth and final level of protein structure is the quaternary structure, and this is simply bonding between multiple fully formed polypeptides. And this is, uh, introduces some t- uh, terminology that you should be familiar with, the concept of tetramers, or dimers, trimers, tetramers, and multimers. And these are simply arrangements of monomers, and remember, monomers and, and as such tetramers are Um, blanket terms for just the number of monomers involved. So for example, a trimer is a molecule in which three monomers are bonded together. In this specific case, the monomer would be the polypeptide the single subunit, and um, and so they join together to form this quaternary structure of a protein, which is literally proteins bonded together, uh, yeah, multiple subunits bonded together. So that's the end of the fr- the quaternary structure. Finally, it's worth noting that when a protein is completely folded, in other words, has, uh, has uh, accomplished the uh, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary structures, because those are all the formations that involve folding, This protein is known as to be in its proper conformation or native conformation is another word for it. So just be familiar that native or proper conformation of a protein indicates uh, the completely folded uh, structure of that protein.